This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Oh, no. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad, you guys. What do you want me to say? The Raptors, <laughs> man. Oh, they got shellacked. Shellacked by the uh, Dwayne Casey Pistons. Why would I ever even begin to think that they would win this game? I thought they would. I fell victim to one of the classic blunders. You know, why would the Raptors win this game? When they're just, you know, turning the corner of the season, they have everybody healthy. They're playing the Pistons, who are 10 and 31. Yes, they have a winning record in January, but I don't particularly care. The Raptors lost by 17. They scored 87 points. Okay? And that's not even the worst part. The worst part, Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart, he wasn't even the problem. He played less than 15 minutes. The Raptors got bodied by Trey Lyles, native of the province that I am native of. And I did not enjoy seeing it. That didn't, I, my heart didn't swell with pride for Saskatchewan basketball, okay? All it did was I had to look inwards and say, you really thought, you stupid, stupid idiot, Sam. You stupid little man. You thought the Raptors would beat this Pistons team. <laughs> oh, the arrogance of you, Samson, to think that this team could possibly win against a Dwayne Casey-led Pistons team that has toiled away in the basement, the basement of the NBA. And of course, it wasn't even close. They were, nay, not at arm's reach, beyond arm's reach for the, largely the whole game, okay? They, it's like they didn't even do a scouting report for this game. They had two days in between. Hamadou Diallo as a cutter on offense. They're like, okay, if he's under the basket, we don't have to worry that much. We can recover to the ball. He's a small guy, and, and he won't be able to get a shot off. Wrong. Wrong. Okay? He's dunking everything. You have to pay more attention to him. If he's headed to the basket, he's going to put his elbow in there, dude. You have to rotate quicker. You have to have, like, a countenance for, okay, where, where is Hamadou Diallo? But anyway, he scores 18, you know? Trey Lyles gives you 21 and 7. It gets a dozen fouls on the Raptors. Pascal finished with five. Precious finished with three. Boucher finished with three. Champagne finished with four. Anybody, you know, Barnes finished with three. Anybody in the vicinity, the vicinity of the basket, 
It was like they were a magnet for fouls. And that's kind of what it is with this Raptors team. They foul a lot because they're small. They have to rotate a little bit harder. They have to, they have to contest a little bit harder than every other daygum team because they have no size. And then you look at this game, and Trey Lyles comes in and punks them, dude. We cannot have that. But alas, we did. And on top of that, okay, overall, Pascal Siakam was far and away the best player for the Raptors tonight. And he tried, <laughs> man, he tried his damnedest to give them some semblance of rim pressure because OG had to pass out of his drives. Fred, of course, had to pass out of his drives. Scotty had like a three-minute stretch that was really nice where he seemed to be intent on getting to the bucket. But here's the thing, man. Uh, Precious Achu was taking jumpers tonight. We can't really have that, okay? We can't, we can't have him taking four jumpers in a game. You know, I, I don't know about that. And Fred, you know, he finishes 6 of 14 from downtown. Really nice to see. That's actually like a really great number. But that means that the seven other shots he took, not a single one went in. That is borderline comedy. OG Ananobi as well. 5 of 14 in this game. 3 of 7 from three-point land. We all know what that means. Two of seven inside the arc. He had trouble, dude, navigating this Pistons defense. And he had five turnovers in this one. Usually, and I've written about this and I've logged this, I've tracked this, a pretty good passer going downhill. Not tonight. Do I think this is a referendum on OG Ananobi and his stock as a player going forward? Of course not. OG's going to be fine. I'll worry about OG Ananobi when I'm dead. But tonight was, was not the game. This was not the game for OG you know, ha- had the blinders on a little bit relative to how much of the ball he had. And boy, oh boy, the, the passing was not, you know, a strong point in this game. Five turnovers, two assists is not something you want to see from anybody, let alone somebody who spent as much time on ball as OG. And he's still, offensively, his best role currently is as a guy who shoots, you know, off the catch because he's such a good off the catch shooter and a guy who cuts into space and can finish at the basket because he's so good at that offensively. He's working on making these live dribble reads and breaking down defenders. And he's 24 and he's been brought along slowly. And I'm perfectly fine with him getting lots of possessions. No qualms with it whatsoever. Tonight, though, holy sweet Lord, did it look bad. And, uh, you know, them's the breaks. But Pascal, I, Pascal was pretty good. He, he had a couple of shots bounce out during the, uh, the first half. And it was like, man, he's getting close. You know, you're kind of waiting on one to drop in there. But overall, the Raptors had no rim pressure without him. None whatsoever. They could not get downhill. They had to pass out of everything. And the Pistons were like, man, if you're going to shoot less than 30% from three, then we're pretty happy to just let you shoot. And that's they were much worse for most of the game, by the way. Fred came on at the end. But for the most of this game, the Raptors are shooting like 20% from downtown. Just abysmal. The offensive process against this Pistons team to come in at 87 points. Pretty nasty business. Pretty nasty business what happened here tonight. And then defensively, man, you know, Cade Cunningham is really, really good. A super impressive guard coming out of the draft because, of course, I talked about Hamadou Diallo that they they kept losing track of him in the defense. Hammy is, a, you know, a phenomenal cutter and can finish everything at the bucket. You know, Josh Jackson, <laughs> Trey Lyles, 
And, and Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay is good. Like he he just he hits catch and shoot shots, and he he got downhill a couple times. But you know, Cade I thought did a really great job of turning the Raptors defense, and that you know that speaks to the Raptors perhaps being somewhat overzealous. Cade loves to get the defense turning and make the kick out. He doesn't want to be the guy taking like 28 shots in a game. He doesn't want to have to finish over contests over and over and over. But the Raptors, as per their scheme, were just jumping. Like they're trying to, you know what I mean? Like as if he were the bullet and their friends are, he's en route to their friends. They're jumping in front of him in the lane. Like, please, God, not Boucher. And then you see like Siakam jumping in front or vice versa. And then Kate is like, okay, let me just pass it the corner quick. Then it goes from the corner to the above the break. Then the drive starts. Then the opposite corner, Hamadou Diallo just, you know, cuts to the dunker spot. It's a dump off. It's a dunk. Like that happened too many times. And then Trey Lyles flashing to the middle, getting a dribble without pressure towards the bucket because the Raptors are scrambling so much that they can't apply that pressure right away. Because they're in a bunch of different spots. They don't have that presence in the middle. So he catches in the middle. He gets to dribble to the middle. And then the rotation comes late. And guess what? That's free throws, dude. Trey Lyles took 10 free throws against these Raptors. He scored 21 points. Can't have that, dude. It's so bad. <sighs> Sheesh. This game was really, really nasty. I don't think there's anything meaningful to take away from it. This was a poor performance by everybody. And even Pascal, who was far and away the best player tonight, like even some of his scores weren't that replicable. Some of them were just these super gritty, grimy drives to the bucket where, you know, the Pistons have their hands all over him. They're trying to strip. They're trying to tug the ball loose. And he's finishing, getting an end one. And then he had a couple plays where he's manipulating the defense, getting guys great, great looks at shots. And guess what? That's a brick, man. They're building a house out there. It was so nasty. And uh, yeah, so like Pascal played good, but it wasn't even like this masterful attempt to get the Raptors back into it. I mean, there were some really good possessions, you know, where he was manipulating the defense and some truly fantastical drives, but he wasn't able to impress his whole game there. It was like a frantic stretch of basketball that he really played well in. But, you know, it didn't affect the team overall. It made it so that they were down only, you know, 16 instead of 28. And then that made it so that they got within 10. And then you wonder, oh, boy, you know, are they going to win this game? And then their defense just, they give up a corner three as soon as that happens. And it's like, man, why would you even bother? It's so, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. And like, oh, bench. Precious. Please, for the love of God, do not have this type of offensive performance or decision-making again. Not a fan whatsoever. Like, he brought the ball up, he looked dudes off, and he dribbled to the side, okay, and took like an 18-foot jumper. He didn't let anybody else touch the ball in a possession, and he settled for 18 feet worth of air space, all right? That is unforgivable, dude. Precious, if you think you have, like, you can get to the bucket. You think you have the handle to get there and it's pseudo transition or something? Maybe. And I mean, maybe. Like, that's not even a guarantee to say, yeah, precious, go for that. But the fact that they walled off your drives and you got pushed to the sideline and you're like, okay, let me, you know, hezzy tween, splakak. But it's just that dull thud clanging off the rim. 
and like hitting the rim so hard it shakes the backboard and gives the Jerry West logo a concussion. That is a bad possession, Precious. And he did it twice. Okay, they lost by 17. Those two possessions aren't changing anything. But I just hope, and you know what, quite honestly, I pray. <laughs> I pray that we don't see that again. I mean, Boucher, uh, a nice statistical night, actually, like with the 10 and 6. But uh, he was, the uh, the offensive movement was pretty poor in this game um, for, a, for a long stretch. Like, just sitting at the three-point line when a cut is really evident, like, there's his guy is lifting to the ball and he's staying at the three point line in a game like this, where the Raptors are on the bad side of a lot of droughts, you cut to the basket. Don't think about what, don't think about more points. Think about more surefire points, like get the two point basket. That's why Pascal looked like the best player for most of this game is because he wasn't worrying about like the variation of the three-point shot. He didn't have to worry about the regressing or to the mean or below it or anything like that. He was trying to get to the bucket for more repeatable shots, and he was trying to apply that pressure. And then eventually, that's why the assist came along too, because he passed out of that pressure and some shots were made. But the reason why Fred went 6 of 21, and he did finish with 24 points, but it's because it was such a heavy variance game for him, and it was this was a really, really poor point guard lead guard game from Fred because he let the offense toil away in mediocrity sitting on the wrong side of too many three-point shots Pascal finished with 23 he got to the line for nine free throw attempts he only took two three-point shots and it was because he was trying to offer the diversity in the offense that Fred wasn't creating via his passes or his shooting that was tough to see (sighs) man yeah And, and like yeah Chris like he, he doesn't deserve it any more than Champagne or Watanabe or Svi or Banton. You know what I mean? It's just Chris is better than those guys. So I'm just expecting a little bit more. Chris has been good for a month. Like, I, I'll die on that take for sure. Like, Chris has been good for a month. Like, borderline above average bench big. So Somebody that gives you good minutes and you can, honestly, you can win some of his minutes because of what he adds, and that wasn't the case in this game. But he did he did get the box score stats in, which, you know, in a game where the Raptors only mustered 87 points, the fact that Chris comes and give you 10, that's nice to see. But, yeah, th- there, was a, th- there was a potential for more in this game. So I, I don't want to be too hard on Chris or anything like that. But, yeah, I, there were some decision-making gaffes that, like, I've seen him not make over the past month, some aggressive cuts that I would have expected him to make if it were in another game. And so that's all I'm saying. I don't want to be too too difficult on him. But like Utah, Champagne, Mihailuk, Banton, Flynn. And Flynn, you know, it doesn't really matter because he his minutes were of no consequence. But the, you, you have like two points from that collection of players. Not going to run. Can't cut it. And man, tough to see. Uh, Reggie Evans Award, Pascal, you know, 23 and 11. Very clearly, you know, and the five fouls doesn't, point to like airheadedness or bad fouls or anything like that it points to a guy who's trying to get you know everywhere on defense and is trying to get back to rotate and contest and all that kind of stuff but anyway top quick reaction comment is from ds quote said it before and i'll say it again we need a shooter off the bench these dudes are all useless all end quote yeah they uh well that's the thing right is like the raptors stacking archetypes because they've been able to 
get those archetype that archetype of player because they're undervalued in the league and they think they can teach them to shoot. Like Champagny is a project where they say, we're going to teach this guy to shoot. He's got incredible feel as an offensive rebounder and we think he'll get somewhere as a defender. But he's currently not there. Banton, betting on feel, the ability to push and transition, all that kind of stuff. Not yet a shooter. Malachi Flynn was a shooter in college. And not like a shooter shooter, but a guy who could shoot. And they thought, well, obviously the Malachi thought process is completely different than anything else. Utah made the team because they're like, this guy clearly plays defense. We can bet on his jump shot. He shot 40% last year. They're like, that'll be fine. Boucher shot, I think, like between 37 and 38% last year from three. On high volume, they're like, this guy will make it. And you know what? He, he did hit a three in this game, so fair play. But, and yeah, Precious, uh, he's, not, he's not hitting threes this year. Certainly not. In the future, who knows whatever Precious looks like. But And, and I like Precious. I think that his defense has been a very strong uh, point of his game this year. And so I don't want to be too low on him or anything like that. But sheesh. Yeah, and, and Svi, Svi, it looks like he's a, a fake shooter, a scammer. <laughs> no, I don't want to be too difficult on it. Like, I don't want to be too hard on him. But he just has not been shooting a three well this year. In fact, you know, Detroit, the team they just played against, that was the team that he shot 40% with on the year. But quite frankly, he has not come close to doing that again. And will he do it in a Raptors jersey? It's looking less and less likely. But yeah, the, the Raptors, and, and here's the thing too, is like the Raptors starters failed them in this game as well. It wasn't just the bench. So a bench shooter, well, of course it would help because the Raptors starters have been good against good competition, against bad competition, whatever. They've just been really good. You know, Pascal, Fred, and Gary especially have really, really won their minutes. And, uh, you know, OG and Scotty to a lesser degree, but, you know, them's the breaks. It's, you know, different styles, different different lineups you're being implemented in. But they they do need they do need a shooter off the bench. That, that much is clear. They need a good guard. Like, not a, not a sterling guard, but they need a quality guy who can provide a little bit of rim pressure, hit open threes, guide an offense through minutes and stuff like that, and can occasionally slide in next to Fred. You know, that sounds like, <laughs> if that sounds like Goran Dragic to you, it's because that is what Goran Dragic has been playing, like, you know, outside of Jimmy Butler. That, that's what he did in Miami, and he was sensational at it. But he's not doing it for the Raptors. And that's what the Raptors need is a guy like Goran Dragic, ironically enough. And, uh, you know, it's just not there. So they, they have they have good starters, but even the starters weren't good enough tonight. Man, but hey, I hope you enjoyed the listen. <laughs> this was the this game was probably the worst game I've had to watch, you know, of the Raptors in some time. This especially with Ed Malloy calling so many, well, not Ed Malloy alone, right? But that that staff of, this was from the refing perspective tonight, a slow game. Like you're watching a game and you see with five minutes left, somebody has a reach in foul and you see them walk to the line and you're like, oh, Jesus, Lord. Yep, we're in the bonus. And just do that the whole game, basically. Not fun. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Whether you got into this in the morning, or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.